said, watching him. He drew a long breath and, turning, looked out across the bay after the boat from the mainland, as if he would call her back. But she was already a speck in the distance, and he turned again to me, breathing hard. If it is, he says, muttering his words, if it is, mister, well then, I wish I was in that craft out there, or on shore, or anywhere, that's all. Jezreel Cornish. Oh. I saw his face suddenly change from white to red, and from red to white, and turning, there was Cornish himself coming down the stairs, yawning and stretching after his sleep, and quick as lightning the newcomer's hand went round to his hip pocket, and I guessed what he had got there. If that's a pistol you've got, I says sharp and quick, you can leave it where it is. I'm boss here, and... He seemed to give no more heed to me than if I had been a child, and he kept his eyes on Cornish, with the watchfulness of a dog that expects a blow. And I turned then to look at Cornish, wondering what it was that was about to happen. He was not a quick man at noticing things, Cornish, and he had got to the foot of the stairs before he looked fully at Chiddock. But when he looked, I saw all the colour go out of his face too, and when it came back it was a sort of dark red and there was that in his eyes which meant murder. He crouched his body up and together, as an animal does when it's going to spring, and he came forward with his sharp teeth showing under his ragged red moustache, and I knew then that I was going to have a troublous time before the boat came again. For those two, Chiddock and Cornish, stood glaring at each other, for all the world like wild beasts that are mad to be at grips and I could see that it needed but a word to let hell loose between them. Cornish was the first to speak, and I shouldn't have known his voice. He was so changed and so awful, and it was to me that he spoke, and not to Chiddick. Is this the new keeper, Greyburn? says he. Am I looking at him? You are, I says, and not any pleasanter than he's looking at you, Jezreel Cornish and I'm not so blind that I can't see that there's black, cruel, bad blood between you two. And I tell you, I'll have none of that sort of thing here, so mind your manners, both of you. And he'll be here with us, night and day, shut up with us on shivering sand, says Cornish, watching Chiddock with the eyes of a hungry devil. Shut up on shivering sand, and with me. And with me. And both of you under my orders, I rapped out sternly. And I'll see that. Cornish spat on the ground at his feet. Last time I set eyes on your devil's face, Mordecai Chiddock, he says, in a voice that had suddenly turned as mild as milk. I told you I'd murder you when the time came for my chance. It's come. I've got you to myself now. And by God above... I'll kill you. What next happened was over in a flash, for Chiddock suddenly whipped the revolver out of his pocket and had Cornish covered. But before he could shoot, I knocked it out of his hand, and the next instant had kicked it clean over the edge of the rock into the sea. And with that, Chiddock suddenly turned more frightened than before, and it seemed to me that he was going to whimper like a child whose nurse has just checked it. But Cornish only laughed in a sniggering, sneering fashion, and he turned away from us and went slowly up the stairway into the lighthouse, 
leaving Chiddock standing there before me with his limbs trembling as if he'd suddenly got the ague and his damp face whiter than before. When he spoke, his voice was as spiritless as could be, and I saw the man was badly frightened. You've left me defenceless, Mr. Graben, he says in a queer-sounding voice. He'll kill me. There's going to be no killing while I'm about here, my man, I answered, and you'd best tell me what all this is about. There's a blood feud between you. But instead of answering me directly, he began to talk and murmur to himself, and I could make nothing of what I overheard. And all the time he talked, his eyes, as restless as a freshly trapped animal's, were searching the sea all round us, as if he hoped to signal to some vessel to come and take him off. There's no living soul will come to this rock until...